Hello. Good evening. This is episode number 31 of the Banner Banter Podcast. My name is Timmy G, and I'm an angry and a very upset Celtics fan. Let me just get this out of the way right now. If you're going to complain that Kyrie Irving isn't a good person for this team, let me throw a little junk at you, and hopefully it sticks in your goddamn face and you get a bunch of acne because of it. Okay? The Celtics, in the playoffs last year, went 1-7 and seven on the road. And then you're going to throw at me, well, they're 9-2 and two this year without Kyrie. Cool. If you take away, let me say this again. If you take away the 76ers game on the road, they have won. Let's see here. One game on the road without Kyrie this year. <clears throat> Against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Everyone sucks in this team right now, okay? I'm sick and tired of it. I really and truly am. They're 38 and 26, 3 and 7 in their last 10 games. Two and a half games behind the 76ers of the four seed. Three games behind the 76ers. I mean, uh, three games behind the Pacers. I can't even talk. I'm so angry. Three games behind the Pacers for the third seed. But everyone's like, we're fine. Yeah, it's Kyrie's fault. But yeah, this team with Kyrie, I'm sorry, without Kyrie, because they should get rid of him. They should just release him right now because he sucks because he went 7-11 from the field, led the team in points, led the team in rebounds, led the team in assists tonight. He's the issue. Right. His leadership's affecting the team. Sure, maybe. How about the fact that Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier went into this year saying that we're going to win the next five championships? Cool. Great. Super duper. This is bullshit. This is absolute fucking bullshit. What's happening to this team right now? I can't bu- I can't even put it into words. I really can't. No, like... You want to complain about Kyrie's leadership. Sure, cute, adorable, fine, whatever. Okay? It's not ideal. Should Al Horford be the leader of the team? Yep, sure. I agree with you. Webby to Webby. Fine. Handshake. Fine. Done. What's Jason Tatum done this year? Has he gone from year one, or I'm sorry, what is it, his second year? Has he really made that second year jump? No. Has Marcus Morris kept up his 50-40-90? Nope. Has Al Horford been the only one that's been consistent since the calendar year of 2019? Yep, but where was he before that? And don't tell me he was injured. He sucked before that. Marcus Smart, more bipolar than I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So Kyrie tonight goes 7 of 11. The other night, he led the team in scoring. The other night, he led the team in scoring and assists. Sure, he has four turnovers, but when he touches the ball as much as he does, it happens. Like, Kyrie Irving took 11 shots tonight. Everyone's like, he takes too many shots. The ball sticks in his hands. Cool. Great. I'm, I'm sure this audio, the audio sounds going to suck. I'm looking at it right now. I am red hot on, on the meter, and, and I honestly don't care. I really don't. I just got back from the Rockets game, and I'm furious. This team is gutless. And, you know, and you, you know, you can have your Sarkis brothers who are down on courtside seats like, hey, man, we care about this team because we got money and our guys are wearing BBP hats. No one gives a fuck about that. Not one person gives a fuck about that. No one. And you got, you know, guys like Green Runs Deep. I'm not worried about nothing. You can suck my dick sideways and all that crap that they say. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This team sucks right now. Now, am I saying they're done? No, because I'm a diehard and I'm not going to do that. I'm just trying to be realistic. This Celtics team, since the All-Star break, absolutely fucking sucks. They absolutely fucking suck. And I'm so sick of it. You don't have this much talent 
and suck. Could you blame Wick? Sure. Maybe his expectations were too high. Should you blame Danny? Sure. He wanted to have a bunch of wings. Too bad none of the wings can shoot. Right? Too bad none of the wings can shoot, Danny Ainge. Because if you look at tonight, 21 of 51. The Rockets took 51 three-pointers tonight. They made 21. The Celtics as a team shot 28 and only made 8. I have to burp. You know what smells worse than that? Burp? The Celtics. Absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Look at this. (laughs) This is crazy. So you look at Eric Gordon and James Harden. Combined, they took 30 three-pointers. The Celtics as a team took 28. Eric Gordon and James Harden combined hit 14 three-pointers. The Celtics hit eight. So sure, you want to blame Danny Ainge for being like, well, hey, it's the NBA. You just need a bunch of long guys who can play the wings and be athletic and be aggressive. (laughs) Negative. Wrong. Do you want to blame Brad Stevens? Sure, we'll get into that a bit because he deserves some of the blame too. And if you think Brad Stevens should be fired, shut off the podcast. Just hit power. Don't ever listen to me again. Don't ever talk to me again. Whatever the case may be. Brad Stevens deserves some blame. Yes, but if you think Brad Stevens should be fired, find yourself a rocket. No pun intended after this game last night. Turn it up. Find Tom Hanks like it's Apollo 13 and shoot yourself to the fucking moon. I don't want you around. Okay? I don't. Bye. See you later. So, we'll, we'll break it down even more. Is it Marcus Morris's fault? Maybe. Jason Tatum's. Sure, he could probably get better, but he got taught by Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant cursed him, right? <laughs> Al Horford, not ideal. Kyrie Irving, just, you know, his best numbers out of his entire career in points, field goal percentage, assists, rebounds, steals. Oh, yeah, but he sucks. He's the reason. He's not a good leader because he talks to Rachel Nichols on ESPN. Go fist yourself. Seriously. And then you want to break it down? Sure. Gordon Hayward, every right to bash him. Sure. He's, he's more up and down than the Yankee Cannonball over at Canopy Lake Park. It's a dangerous ride. Let's be serious. They don't strap you in all the way. And we're not strapped in all the way for this Gordon Hayward ride either. Jalen Brown, sure, he's improved month by month. And I'm going to say something in a little bit about him. Okay. Terry Rozier, garbage. Like, He could literally play Oscar the Grouch on Sesame Street. That's how much of a piece of trash he's been this year. Oh, but he's better without Kyrie starting. Really? Do I pull up the numbers? When he played the Cavs? When he started for Kyrie? When they won that one huge road game without Kyrie? Because, folks, right now, the Celtics, if they're the fifth seed, they literally have a better chance of seeing God than having home court advantage. Now, is my wallet as a season ticket holder happy about that? Sure. But I want to be at TD Garden. The Celtics are eight. No, I'm sorry. They're either 19 and three or 18 and three. I think they're 19 and three at home versus teams in the Eastern Conference. We'll worry about the West if we make it into June in the NBA Finals. Like, oh my God. They can't hedge on defense. They don't hustle back in transition. Like, their half court defense the other night versus the Washington Wizards was spectacular. Spectacular. But guess what? The Wizards suck. And then after that, you go up and down the court. They can't run in transition. Why? Is it the conditioning? Does that go on Brad? Does that go on the training staff? Like you can't run back and forth when you're like 12 guys deep? Is it the Aaron Baines issue? I mean, maybe. The Celtics are 15-2 and when Aaron Baines plays 
more than 15 minutes. And tonight, against the Rockets, he only played 12. But then again, it was his first game back. And sure, he took a couple ridiculous shots, and I'm a little angry for him. And I wanted to shave his head off a little bit more. So now they're one and one since Aaron Baines has shaved his head. <sighs> who else do we have to blame? Daniel Tice? Whatever. Who cares? Semi Ojale? Cool. Keep building your muscles. Yabaselli? Joke. Who else? Who else is coming off the bench? Aaron Baines just trashed him. Yeah, there's there's no one else. What, Brad Wanamaker? Literally, you can't complain about Brad Wanamaker. He's just not given, given enough minutes. You could probably complain about that one game against the Nets where they lost on the road against the Nets, the sixth seed. Again, the Nets. Oh, hey, email. <sighs> Folks, I'm angry. This is bad. Like... I don't know if it's because we're spoiled. Like, you know, if if you look at it this way, you know, the Celtics, uh, what? They got, they've played 66 games. They got 15 games left. They go f- literally 12 and 3. They're a 50 win team in the NBA. Not bad these days. 50 and 32. Five less wins from last year. And we're spoiled and we're like, nah, not that great of a year. It's garbage. So. The way I look at it is this. If you want to hate Kyrie, obviously I'm I would like Kyrie Irving on this basketball team next year. We can offer him the most money. Sure, the Gordon Hayward contract's not ideal. Al Horford after next season, you know, has a player option. We could get screwed over by that. I think Al Horford enjoys the organization enough where he won't, because I mean like Al Horford's been great. He's the team leader, in my opinion, or he should be the team leader. God, I'm looking at these Rockets numbers right now. This is unbelievable. If you literally take away Eric Gordon and James Harden, they combined for 74 points. And the team, the Rockets team combined for 115. So everyone else on the team could literally combine for 9, 8, 17. Literally, like, I can't even do math. I'm so angry. It's like 40 points. They literally combined for uh, 41 points. Everyone else on the team. One, two. They had four guys play off the bench. Celtics had one, two, three, four, five guys. I'm confused. And the worst part about this is, is now they have to go on a four-game road trip and deal with each other. No one likes each other. I don't get it. Like, if you don't like Kyrie because, you know, he's too much, he wants to be a leader so bad. And, like, I'm sorry I'm all over the place, folks, but, like, the people who blame Brad Stevens for this, does he deserve some of the blame? Yes, and I'll get into that in a second. But Brad, St- every NBA coach has to go through a little period where, you know, Brad Stevens came in from a college coach with, the ju- with, with a bunch of scrubs from the suburbs. You know, Butler team changed that complete organization or college over, whatever, athletic department, whatever. Brad Stevens has never had to deal with a bunch of stars complaining. So you gotta, gotta, you kind of have to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then you're like, well, we like, we like a team, you know, that's a bunch of, bunch of underdogs, a bunch of dogs. Cool. Where has that gotten us? Don't worry, I'll wait. No game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron. Cool, bro. You want me, you want me to name the teams that the Celtics have beat without Kyrie Irving? Because I will. Utah Jazz. Not bad. Pelicans, not a playoff team. Timberwolves, not a playoff team. Mavericks, not a playoff team. Brooklyn Nets, sure. Cleveland Cavaliers, not a playoff team. Brooklyn Nets, sure. Hornets, not a playoff team. Cleveland Cavaliers, not a playoff team. 
Like, Detroit Pistons, eighth seed. 76ers game, not bad. That was pretty cool. The combined record of the teams that the Celtics have beat without Kyrie Irving, ladies and gentlemen, where is this thing? I, I, I swear to God I wrote it down, is 314 and 379. 314 and 379. So the teams the Celtics have played, combined record, and that includes, you know, if they play the Cavs twice, you know, that means 15 wins, 15 wins, total of 30. They are 65 games below 500. But they're better without Kyrie. They went on a really cool run. Wow. They beat a 76ers team who's never been in the playoffs before like that. They beat a Bucks team. And thank God they had home court advantage because if not, they would have lost. And now look at the Bucks, the number one seed. And I've, as, a, as fans, I've done like everything I possibly could. So I bought, if you saw my Instagram post the other day, I bought a white hat with a shamrock on it, Boston Red Sox logo on it, or a Boston B on it, whatever the hell you want to call it. And it's because the first couple years that I had my season tickets, white hat, shamrock, Boston Red Sox logo on it. They won a championship, went to an NBA Finals, and they were pretty good, minus the first season that I had my tickets. So I'm literally getting to the point where I'm losing my mind so much that I am now looking back at photos from 2006, 2007 to see what I might have done differently as a fan to make sure that I can flip the script. I think we all need to, like, I almost stopped doing this podcast. I really and truly did because they were perfectly fine without me rambling and bambling and whatever Chris Berman used to say, stumbling, rumbling, bumbling. We all need to not only look at ourselves, we need, you know, not only look at this team, but we need to look at ourselves. Like, what can we do differently? I used to never do the HTP, TGB, and then off to TD Garden for the Celtics game stuff. Never. Is it because I started working at TD Garden? Who knows? I mean, I'm not going to quit my job. I love my job. I love everyone that I work with. So shout out to everyone at the TD Garden box office. So what's the issue? What's the issue with the, t- with the team? My personal opinion is Kyrie Irving isn't the best leader. Al Horford should be the leader because I think the young guys respect Al Horford more. But I also think the young guys had their heads too far up their ass where they thought that they could do whatever they want. Oh, we only lost to LeBron in seven games. You guys didn't score in the last five minutes of a game seven. And then you're going to come out this year and crap yourself. I don't get it, guys. I really don't. And, and, and it's not going to help. I mean, their remaining strength of schedule is 11th. And sure, it's probably going to drop after this West Coast road trip, you know, playing the Warriors and the Warriors. And, you know, the draft pick situation right now is 14th, 19th, 22nd. And then there's no shot at the Grizzlies pick either. It's not ideal stuff, guys. It's really not. Man, oh, man. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to turn into the hot take police right now, and we're going to play our sudden dead of the week music because it's on. And now it is time for the Celtics stud and the Celtics dud of the week. 
All right, folks, this week's Celtic Stud and Dud of the Week is a doozy. And I hope you guys are prepared for it. The stud this week is Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown has played the entire fourth quarter in three out of the last four games. And what I'm about to say right now, I hope you're sitting down and or not driving. I know I've been probably the biggest Jalen Brown hater this year just because of all the crap that he talked all year. Oh, I fasted. I didn't eat. I was fasting when I played when I had to guard LeBron James. Well, good for you, Jalen. I'm now the vice president of the National Basketball Association Players Association. Cool. Good for you. That doesn't mean you're a good basketball player, bro. Just means you're smart. Congratulations. But this is what needs to happen right now. Starting Tuesday night against the Golden State Warriors, tomorrow night, Jalen Brown needs to be put back in the starting lineup. Yep, I said it. Jalen Brown needs to be put back in the starting lineup. It needs to be Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Al Horford. You're goddamn right. I, I really and truly believe that. Now, I know stand by your man Marcus Morris. I'll take a bullet for Marcus Morris, but it's just time for a little change. Marcus Morris played very well off the bench all season long. Before, within the first 20 games when Jalen Brown really sucked it up the place. But something has to change. Marcus Morris says he needs to bring some soul back into this team. Doing whatever it takes to be a team player. Well, guess what? Put your ass on the bench and be the sixth man off the bench instead of Gordon and Hayward. I'm sick of these like two guys coming off the bench at the same time. It's cute. It's adorable. Blah, blah, blah. But teams can be like, oh, well, they're bringing these two out. We know what we need to do. Okay? Jalen can't be taking 13 shots a game. He can't. Because he's not a great shooter. I think we can all agree with that. Even though you could say, hey man, Jalen really hasn't been that bad this year. And I would be like, okay, fine. But I mean, he sucks passing the ball. But now, Jalen has less pressure on him rather than being the number one guy. And maybe now this will make him be better. I really and truly believe that. And this will also let the young guys know that Brad has faith in them. Because I think a little bit of the issue this year is Terry and Jalen and Shemi Ojale and Jason Tatum might be like, hey, Brad, I mean, look where we got you last year, man. Look where we got you last year. You know, and sorry, just a little sidetrack here. After the Portland Trail Blazers game or after the Raptors game or whatever the hell game it was where they sucked since the All-Star break, a lot of people were like, look at Isaiah Thomas. Folks, I'm a little biased towards Isaiah Thomas because he has no manners when he's having breakfast with his family and someone buys him breakfast, but never forget. You folks need to realize that if the Celtics gave this dude a max contract, he wouldn't have played last year, and he just would have came back after the All-Star break this year. So you guys are okay with Gordon Hayward only missing, hat like, let's just say a season, but you guys would be cool having Isaiah Thomas and not Kyrie Irving back? Like, come on. What Isaiah Thomas did was incredible. It was unforgettable. It will go down as one of the, one of the coolest stories in Boston Celtics history. But Isaiah Thomas ain't getting you to an Easter Conference final again. I'm sorry. He had a nice little run. Teams couldn't figure it out. You don't think they were going to come back the next season and figure it out? Just throw a hip check at him. Hit his hip. He'll literally fall over like my grandmother would fall down the stairs. Break her hip. Rest in peace. So back to Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown should be back in the starting lineup. I really and truly believe that. Morris, Hayward, Rozier, Baines. I dig it. I really and truly do. Which then leads me to the dud of the week. Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens needs to realize when to call a timeout. Brad Stevens fully believes in his players, which I think is cute and adorable and admirable. I, I, I really believe that. You know, Brad's like, hey, little 6-0 run by the Raptors at home in their own place. It's fine. They, they can figure it out. And then it turns into an 18-0 run, and then Brad calls a timeout too late, and then they're fucked. 
I really and truly believe that. So Brad needs to do a little shift in with the starting lineup. He needs to maybe change some defensive rotations because if I saw another guy open in the corner in that Rockets game, I was literally going to go down there and be the sixth defender for the Celtics. And if I got kicked out, I'd be like, well, hey, at least I covered the open guy and I rotated properly. Like, dead serious. Brad says that the team doesn't have an identity, which is true. It really is. The team doesn't have an identity. But you are not going every you're not the underdog anymore like you guys were the underdogs first year second year third year fourth year fifth year cool cute and adorable you guys were the underdog but teams are going to figure that out and then now that you're you can't be the underdog when when you're the number one seed and then you lose in game seven in the Eastern conference finals you can't be the underdog anymore jay crowder avery bradley as much as i love avery bradley and as much as I was okay with Jay Crowder, mainly because of the contract, those guys, once teams start giving 110% effort towards you, they're not going to be good anymore. They're really not. The, the only reason why Jay Crowder had open threes all the time is because they're like, oh, <laughs> it's Jay Crowder. We're playing the Celtics. They had a losing record last year and was the eighth seed. Who cares about him? No, and then people were just like, oh, crap, we got to pay attention. And then when people started paying attention, they... They got swept in the Eastern Conference Finals the year before, and then when Danny changed it up, they lost in Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, that's what happened. So Brad needs to flip the switch and realize that what he used to do at Butler and what he has done so far in the NBA has just caught up to him. And he's a good enough coach to realize that. I fully believe that. And like I said, if you're still listening you want Brad Stevens fired, shut it off. Shut off the goddamn podcast. Never listen again. But you know, you, you look back you look back at the Raptors game. They went on an 18-0 run. And the Celtics only scored 13 points in the second quarter. You have to make adjustments. You really and truly do. There was no heart. There was no energy. Brad needs to just call a timeout and be like, if you don't want to play, go the F home. Go to customs. See you later. Seriously. The Celtics are now 7-5 and five versus the top four teams in the East. And they're 1-4 and four on the road versus those teams. So home court advantage is important to this team. But there is no way this team is 7-5 and five against the top four teams in the East without Kyrie Irving. They're not. They're one win against a, the top four teams in the East was without Kyrie Irving. The rest, they all needed Kyrie. And sure, well, that means they have five losses without him too. Cool. But all those teams are much more consistent and much more of a team than the Celtics are. But that's not Kyrie's fault. You know, like, you look at the Lakers. This whole... the I'm not doing the Anthony Davis thing. Nope, I'm not going down that road. You know, the these guys just don't talk to each other. They don't... I feel like Jalen Brown doesn't want to help out Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward doesn't want to help out Jalen Brown. You know, because those guys are fighting for minutes versus where teams in the past would be like, oh, hey, cool. I'm going to call out a screen for you and I'll help because they were all the same players. They all made the same amount of money. And Jalen Brown thinks he should make Gordon Hayward money. And it's cute. But no. The Raptors are the team that you want to be right now. They're all on the same page. They're all unselfish. They got a star that can close games out for them. The Celtics have a guy that they can rely on, Kyrie Irving. Seven for 11? People don't like that? And he shot 58% from the field the other night against the Portland Trailblazers? You guys don't want a guy who shoots 58% from the field and then 7-11 from the field? 
Come on. It's unbelievable. I mean, sure, it doesn't help that in the Raptors game, Kyrie sucked. The combined backcourt, if you include Terry Rozier, went 7 of 23, and they were minus 42. But it's just not on Kyrie. There's two other guys that are in the backcourt, Terry and Marcus Smart. I mean, Marcus Smart sucked in that Raptors game. He absolutely did. And then then you look back at the Portland Trailblazers game, and that was really like rock bottom for us all. That's when I really started, I stopped doing the podcast. But like, at the end of the day, a couple Augusts ago, if I told you that Kyrie Irving was going to shoot 58% from the floor, they had 31 points, 5 assists, and 6 boards, what would you say? Yeah. Uh-huh. Screw Isaiah Thomas. Or would you guys would have liked Isaiah Thomas? Because clearly, you know, you put a long defender on him, like the like Amon Shumpert. By the way, what's Amon Shumpert doing these days? Huh? Yeah, nothing. He plays for the Kings, and he's okay for them. But, like, they put Amon Shumpert on him, and he sucked in the Eastern Conference Finals. And sure, you could you could blame the hip thing, but, like, then don't play. We appreciate the heart. No one would ever be like, hey, wow, you have a bad hip. You can't play. It's not like you were doing it on purpose because you're afraid of LeBron and Amon Shumpert guarding you. It's unbelievable. But no one, everyone wants to blame Kyrie, you know, blaming the media, talking to Rachel Nichols, calling out the guys. But Marcus Morris is a guy who's just like, I'm not having fun anymore. And Marcus Smart's just like, no one's giving effort. But Kyrie, because he talks to Rachel Nichols, it's his fault. But the team can shoot 5 of 28 from three in the Portland Trailblazers game. Only go to the line 10 times. And they shoot 18% from three. Like, come on. That's Kyrie's fault? Come on, guys. I mean, Mo Harkless, who is, I think, the three. Yeah, because you got McCollum. Yeah, the th- number, the three spot. The small forward, if you will if we're talking old school, gets 10 rebounds in a game. Like, what? I bet I guarantee you he's never done that before. And if he has, it's rare. There's just no heart. And sure, it was the second night of back-to-back. And if you give me that excuse, again, shut off the podcast. Stop listening. And then everyone's just like, oh, man. You know, the Wizards game. You know, they played so well. They finally won. That was an ugly game. It really was. And let me just state that I love Bradley Beal. I would love him on the Celtics. The dude is just a baller on both ends of the floor. I would love him on the Celtics. I really and truly would. But this is just one of those games where it was ugly, and they grinded out a win, and it was cool. You know, and and Marcus Morris was all vocal all week, and it was cool, and it was cute. But Marcus Morris, as much as I'm a fan of his, as much as I want him on this team for as long as possible, he shouldn't be taking more shots than Jason Tatum. He shot the ball 11 times. And he missed, or he shot the ball 11 times from three. He went three of 11 from three, so he missed eight threes. But he had 17 and nine, so you can't be upset with it. But at the same time, you don't want to be taking points away from Tatum because he only had 10 points. But then again, they won, so why the hell are we complaining? Like, this is where it's gotten us. Like, I'm complaining that Marcus Morris did his part 17 and nine, which he would take any day of the week, but now we're like, well, Tatum didn't get enough shots, but they won. God, we're so spoiled. Like, man. I don't get it. No speechless, guys. I really don't. We could recap the Rockets game, and it was basically this. No one hedged. The rotations on defense sucked. They couldn't shoot three for the life of them, and the Rockets shot all the threes. They really did. And those are the stats that I gave earlier. I mean, 
Celtics went to the free throw line 29 times. Rockets went to the free throw line 29 times. Celtics actually hit more free throws. Celtics out-rebounded the Rockets. Celtics had more assists. Celtics only had one more turnover. Celtics only had one less steal. Like, <laughs> it, it's just bananas. They, each team had 23 personal fouls, so if you complain about the ref, shut the hell up. Seriously. But all right, well, since this is episode number 31 of the Banner Branch podcast, um, let's just get into the Banner Banter investigation this week, and hopefully that will boost our spirits. Chances are it won't. But here we go. We now interrupt this podcast to bring you a very special Banner Banter investigation, Celtics Unit Report. All right, this week's Banner Banter Investigation, episode number 31. It should be about Cedric Maxwell, but I'm trying to stay away from all Celtics players who had their numbers retired. And Cedric Maxwell had his number retired the other day. And the reason why I brought Cedric Maxwell up is because it was a little weird, and I felt a little uncomfortable listening to Asherard Blakely taking his place with Sean Grandy on 98.5 The Sports Hub, or maybe it was 105.7 WROR. Shout out to the Lauren and Wally Show. But we already talked about uh, one player who wore the number 31 after Cedric Maxwell, but before Cedric Maxwell got his number retired, and that was Xavier McDaniel. I think that was like our fourth or fifth banner banter investigation. And I'm just trying to think about who wore it for the second longest amount of time, minus Cedric Maxwell. It wasn't Xavier Daniels because it was only two seasons. And then we talk about Tom Boswell, who wore it for three seasons from 1976 to 1978. He's actually the first player to ever wear the number 31 for the Boston Celtics. He was the 17th overall pick in the 1975 NBA draft, and he actually played at South Carolina State and then at the University of South Carolina. Shout out to my friend Eric Johnson. Good guy. Minus his Celtics stakes. He had a pretty good rookie year. He only played 35 games, but still won an NBA championship. I mean, who wouldn't take that? You know, you get hurt, you still want to you still get a ring. He played three seasons for the Celtics, 170 games total. He only played 14 minutes a game, six points, four boards, but he shot 50% from the field. Pretty good, right? Kyrie's done better combined in the last two games, but yeah, he's, or I'm sorry, the last three games, but it's Kyrie's fault. He then signed with the free, he then signed as a free agent with the Denver Nuggets. And then after that, literally one year after he signed with the, with the Nuggets as a free agent, he got traded to the Jazz and then his career was basically over after that. And that is this week's Banner Banter Investigation. Short, sweet, perfect. Shout out to Tom Boswell. Let's get into the Celtics' four-game road trip because this really could make or break this basketball team. And I'll be honest, I am shit my pants scared. Like, I might have to go to Costco and get some Depends for this entire week because not only am I going to have to get a lot of sleep because all these games are stupid late because it's on the West Coast, you know, which means if the game on the West Coast is at 730 on the West Coast, that means it's 10.30 over here because they're not going to have a game at 4.30 in the afternoon on the West Coast. The Warriors are 2-3 and three since the All-Star break. I'm sorry, 2-3? Uh, and 3-3 three? Three three since the All-Star break because they just beat the 76ers on Saturday night on ABC Primetime Basketball. And the last two games, well, the last two times the teams have played, the Celtics have lost by four. They lost by four at home at Golden State, and they lost by four recently in January. Kyrie had 32-10, and 10, his fault that they lost. Horford had 22-13, and 13, he should be the leader. Tatum had 20, clearly not making the proper jump, right? We're trying to be as negative as possible. Now, 
right guys nothing else really matters the marcus smarts and the marcus morrises of the world were a combined of 7 of 23 and hayward was 0 of 5 when in the game in january right duran had 33 clay and steph both had 20 points and that was one of boogie's first game back where he had 15 and 8 but last year on the road when Kyrie was there you know Kyrie dropped 37, clearly his fault that they lost. Steph Curry had 49, clearly they clearly, you know, Steph is better than Kyrie, right? And then Marcus Smart didn't play at all. Okay? But this is what happened. They dropped 37 in the first quarter, that being the Boston Celtics. And then they dropped 32 in the fourth quarter. So what did they do in between? 17 and 19. So they dropped a total of 36 points in the second and the third quarter, but they dropped 37 in the first. Inconsistency. Inconsistency. Crap. It sucks, right? I'm not saying, like, if they lose to the Warriors, whatever. It'll be the least shocking thing that will probably happen all week unless Brad Steven gets fired or Danny Ainge goes to Cadoba instead of Chipotle. But at least put up a fight because you didn't put up a fight against the Raptors. You kind of put up a fight against the Trailblazers. You didn't put up a fight until the fourth quarter. Like this, this team only plays well when they're down 20 and I don't get it because you can't trust them when they're up 20. See the Clippers games. We'll talk about that in a bit, but just, just fight, just compete, show the city some heart. Okay, the city loves Celtics teams because of their heart. The city loves the Boston Bruins right now. Oh my God, I can't believe I just mentioned the Bruins. But the city is loving the Bruins right now because everyone is working as a team. They're not talking to the media, whether that's Kyrie Irving or Marcus Morris or Marcus Smart or Jalen Brown or Terry Rozier. It's just not Kyrie. Just play as a team. Nut up and shut up. Just nut up and... That, that should be the... It shouldn't be episode number 31. This should be called episode nut up and shut up. Seriously. But anyways, the great part about the Warriors game is the next night, they have to play a young Sacramento team on Wednesday night at 10 o'clock. The, King, the, the Kings are a great team. They really are. They're a lot of fun to watch. They're trying to make the playoffs. Right now, they're two, two and a half games out of the eighth seed, but they just lost Marvin Bagley Jr., former Dookie, to a knee sprain. He's out for two weeks. He's been dropping like 13 and 7, 13 and 8 as a rookie. Pretty good. And this team loves to run in transition. And the issue in the Wizards game, which I mentioned earlier, is that they also love to run in transition. So if the Celtics can't get their half-court defense together, this could be a long game, especially in the second night of a back-to-back, where the Wizards game the other night wasn't on the second night of a back-to-back, on the first night of a back-to-back. It was neither. So they got to get their ish together. You know, you have De'Aaron Fox. He is ridiculously fast. He's faster than Terry. He's faster than Jalen. He's faster than Kyrie. He's so fast. And he also uses electronically sneakers. By the way, Jason Tatum, happy birthday, bud. Uh, Yesterday, even though it's today, but you know, Jalen Brown didn't wear his electronically sneakers during the Rockets game. Hmm. Interesting. You know, and then you have Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, players that can either be really good or really bad. They can be really hot. They can be really cold. But the person that I think has to play big in this game, especially in the second night of a back-to-back when you have to go go up against Draymond Green and Boogie Cousins is Al Horford. Because Willie Cauley-Stein from Kentucky, he's a good kid. He He's getting better and better by the day. But Al Horford has to be really physical with him because he's a stick. He makes Daniel Tice look like Aaron Baines. Like that's how much of a stick he is. So be physical with him. Be physical. But the thing that I really need from the Celtics is a win against the Lakers on Saturday night because I 
the basketball gods were not looking down on me this upcoming Saturday, and it could be bad for my sanity. Like, I could be in a mental institution come Sunday morning because, as you guys know, I'm a Duke fan. And it's Duke UNC, 6 p.m. Saturday, and then Celtics Lakers at 9.30. Like, does anyone care about my feelings? Like, anyone at all? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? You, do, do you? Nope. Do you? No? Okay, no one? Great. So, I have to literally deal with my two least favorite teams on the planet, the Lakers and the University of North Carolina Tar Heels, on the same day playing against my two favorite basketball teams. So both of them better win, but Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the Boston Celtics better win. Seriously, like Rondo broke my heart last month. So many emotions in that game. I hate the Lakers, happy for Rondo, pissed at Rondo. But the Celtics cannot let this crap of a team that is the Lakers who are who just lost to the Suns on Saturday night the Phoenix Suns the team with the worst or the second worst record in the league the Lakers lost to and LeBron was playing it was the worst what did I read it was the worst loss against what was I'm trying to say the stat properly it was the worst record of a team that LeBron has ever lost to that's insane Tatum has to play better than Kuzma Kyrie has to play better than LB uh, LeBron James, I was going to say LBJ, but LeBron James, Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris Sr. can't go 3 of 15 from the field like they did in February against the Lakers at TD Garden. And folks, let's not forget the only reason why the Celtics were somewhat in this game after the Lakers dropped 32 points in the third quarter was because of Daniel Tice. He was a plus 14 and he dropped 20 points. Well, I'm talking way too fast. I'm going to pass out after this one. I'm just jacked up. All the starters were in the minus in this game. All the bench players were in the plus. Put Jalen Brown back in the lineup. Do something. Don't take Marcus Smart away from Kyrie. They work well together. They both need each other. Kyrie needs Marcus defensively. Marcus needs Kyrie offensively. It's a thing. It's a thing. You guys can't do it. Okay? And finally, I think it's Monday. Is it Monday? Hold on. Did I give you guys the wrong information? Yeah. Monday, 1030, March 11th, the Clippers. Beat the Clippers. I understand Kyrie went out with his injury. I think he only played 14 minutes. He went out with his injury for the second quarter. The Celtics dropped 43 points in the first quarter. And you allow 20 points in the first quarter to the Clippers. And then you lose by 11. But we don't need Kyrie. Yeah, he stinks. I don't like his leadership. Boo freaking who. It's a Stars League. Stars, Stars win. Okay, is it an ideal situation? No, but I'd rather have Kyrie Irving than Isaiah Thomas. I'd rather have Kyrie Irving than Brad Wanamaker. I'd rather have Kyrie Irving than Terry Rozier. And if anyone wants Terry Rozier, uh, email me at bannerbanterpodcast@gmail.com, and I'll buy you a scary, like scream movie mask, so I can put it over your face and never have to look at your stupid ass face ever again. Okay, great, but. This team hasn't beat any teams from L.A. The Bruins have, the Red Sox have, the Patriots have over the last six months. So beat a team from L.A. 
wipe them off the goddamn floor. Okay? Seriously. You're a better team talent-wise. You have better coaching. Beat them. Just beat them. That's all that I ask. Wow, I am parched. But we're basically done with this podcast. And I appreciate all of you for listening this far. For those of you that didn't, don't blame you. For those of you that did, thank you. And I hope you are as angry and frustrated as I am with this Boston Celtics team. I'm being serious. I really am. As a fan, as a season ticket holder, I just renewed. I'll never give up on this team. I really and truly won't. But at the same time, you have to be realistic. And you have to say to yourself, yes, I love the Celtics. Yes, I'd do anything for the Celtics. But right now, they suck. And that's the truth. And my one last little rant or banter, if you will, banter, banter podcast, is this whole we'll flip the switch in the playoff thing is a load of crap. It really and truly is. Because you can't flip the switch. Maybe they can't. But in my point of view, you just can't flip the switch just because it's now April 10th versus, you know, April 6th. Seriously. Oh, because now it's April 10th. Now you guys are going to start playing well. Now you guys are going to start liking each other. So you guys just got all the, your hate out there in the middle of March and the middle of February. Come on. Flip the switch now. Even if it's just a little light, like a night light. Fine. But if you're going to flip the switch and have all the big lights and put all the spotlight on you, at least don't go from zero to 100. Just build it up a little bit. Get some consistency. Because as far as I know, I will never boo this Boston Celtics team because I understand there's some off nights and some bad nights. But if you do not get past the first round, you guys will never forget the boos that come from TD Garden. Not only from Section 315, but from everyone. You're too talented of a team to lose in the first round i don't care if you play the 76ers in the first round you have to beat them you have to all right yeah that's it this week's edition of the banner banter podcast you can find me on the twitter machine at banner banter 18 facebook and instagram at banner banter podcast you can email me at banner banter podcast gmail.com you can listen on spotify itunes soundcloud google play music stitcher and all other fine podcast applications Big one, guys, next week. I don't know if I'm going to do next Monday or next Tuesday. We'll see how the first three games of the West Coast Road Trip get. Because after that, it's the the Kings and the Hawks in one week. And then we have the return of Isaiah Thomas on March 18th. And now we're getting ahead of ourselves because, hell, we can't even win one game. Why am I looking ahead to the seventh game that's coming up? But that's it. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Hey, Celtics. Get your fucking shit together. Bye-bye.